At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Thank you, Jesus. What you do, just really open your hearts for a few minutes regarding what I want to share with you concerning health and healing. I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture. We're just going to talk about it tonight. And then I want to pray for anybody again that needs to receive in your body. You know, anything that you know is true from the Word and anything that you you believe for a while and then you quit or you back off from, you may not know it, but it's because the enemy's talked you out of standing and believing for it. But anything in the Word that you will stay with and stand on and not quit and keep pursuing. Jesus said, because of the Word, you'll be persecuted. You'll be attacked. You'll become against, you'll, you'll, uh, things will come against you to discourage you, to try to get you to stop. But if you don't quit and you stand on the Word, you will receive it. And what you'll learn how to do, you'll learn how to receive. Jesus has already done everything He'll ever do. He's never going back to the cross. He didn't leave anything out. Everything was covered. And now, what has to happen in the earth, we have to receive. The receiving part of it is the biggest part. Because you can receive in one area of your life and struggle in another area, and that's where we've got to focus so we keep standing and learning to receive and never back off. 3 John verse 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Your mind has to continually be renewed with the Word of God or you won't stand. And you won't stand until you come to the place of believing to receive. You won't position yourself to receive what God has already done. We're not trying to get God to do something by our declarations in the Word and staying focused We're changing the way we think, and that's what this says right here. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Notice what he said in verse 3, For I I rejoice greatly, brethren, uh, I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. In other words, they were continuing in the truth. And he was excited to hear from people, hey, that group over there, the people at Galatia, the people over here, they're they're continuing. That that excited John, the elder John. 
He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, meaning his disciples in the, in the truth, walk in the truth. Not just know it in, in their head and have heard it at one time, but they're continuing in it. Right? He said, if you continue in my word, then you are disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Can you say amen? So, for the next few minutes, I want, I want to look in Isaiah chapter 53. But I want to look at a verse or two or three or four that we don't necessarily look at like this. And I want to look at it from Isaiah's perspective because what the book of Isaiah is, is Isaiah prophesying regarding the Lord Jesus. So, bear with me, because I want, I want to read a few verses of Scripture in Isaiah 53. Then I'm going to read to you a couple of verses that confirm this, that actually talk about what Isaiah said right here in the New Testament, and then we're going to come back to Isaiah 53. So, we're going to start with verse 1. Isaiah 53 and 1. Here's his first question. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord represents the strength of the Lord. It it represents the power of God, the miraculous of God. So he asked the question in verse 1, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Two questions. Now he begins to describe him, and I notice what he says. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Now, see, the the thing about the way Jesus came, the way the Word came, the thing about it is, he was... He was known to people as Joseph's son. He was a carpenter's son. I mean, you know, a carpenter was kind of like a carpenter today, you know? Somebody that's a carpenter or somebody that has a trade or whatever, you know? Um, I mean, there's not anything about the last carpenter that I used, you know, somebody that worked on something at my house that stands out as like so absolutely awesome. Right? I mean, you know, I mean, the, one of the last guys that did some work for me was, you know, he, he was all right. He was a good guy, had a trade, and, and, and did his work, and I was impressed, you know. But I can't even remember his name. There was nothing impressive about Jesus, and that's the way he came. He came in a way that nobody was expecting. And look what it says about him. The last part of that was, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. 
He was despised, and we did not esteem Him. Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. Everybody say, we are. Everybody say, I am. I am. But the first question was, who has believed the report that I am healed? Now, let's go. I'm going to come right back there because I've got a, whole, got a few other things to say regarding that. Um, <clears throat> but look at um, John chapter 12 and verse 37. But although he had done so many signs before them, Jesus had, they did not believe in him that the word of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? That's what we just read in Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes, hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Isaiah prophesied 2,000 years before Jesus came and he saw these things. And during Jesus' day, he saw the fulfillment of what Isaiah spoke Who can believe this? And the deal is, we can believe if we turn and we do what we need to do to believe that by His stripes we're healed. I mean, everything else that He paid for also, but tonight we're talking about physical healing and where that really comes from. Who has believed that report? Look at one of the... kind of around one of the most popular passages that we read around here at different times, found in Romans 10. And verse 13 says this, For for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in Him of whom they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it's written... How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. What report? The report of what the Word says, that by His stripes we're healed. We're talking about healing, but it's in any area of your life. By his stripes, I'm healed. How, does, how do I turn the tables on this and change and come to the place of healing? By faith. How does faith come? Faith comes from hearing, hearing by the Word of God. 
You're hearing the Word now, but then the Holy Ghost on the inside of you is the one that will reveal the truth of what I'm telling you tonight and tell you and show you that it's absolutely true. And actually, that's what you have to be convinced of. The Bible says it's good for you to believe what I'm teaching and believe in me and what I'm saying that I really believe and I'm not just throwing you a line of bull. It's good that you, you know the difference. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe that he believes this and you just think that I believe it and I, I don't know, you know, pastor shared something tonight and I'm just not sure. If you won't go to the Word and find out about it, it won't work for you. You'll be one of those that didn't believe the report. I told you last week, or last time I preached on this, actually, that was about three weeks ago, I told you that this whole coming year, I'm going to preach many, 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 many times on healing, and I'm going to lay hands on anybody that God tells me to lay hands on, and any opportunity to lay hands on people because, because we have to be recipients of what Jesus did for us. And what we're talking about is that by His stripes, we're healed. That's what we're talking about in this time or series or when I'm talking about healing. We're talking about that by His stripes, we're healed. And Isaiah saw that people wouldn't believe that. Because he asked the question, who has believed the report? Who has believed in the strong arm of the Lord that God has a way for anything in any situation that there is? God's bringing us to a place where we need nothing but faith in Him. Thank God for all the other things that we have that we can turn to and stuff to help us and as we're learning and growing and learning to understand what it means to walk in divine health and healing and to be recipients of that. And thank God for all the natural things and stuff that's out there that can help you along the way. Thank God for it. But at the end of the day, He's a jealous God that wants your faith in Him and Him alone. He wants you to believe that He can do anything that He said He'll do. You remember the series that I did last year on the healings, the, the 20 different documented healings in the ministry of Jesus? I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to those teachings because, because of how, how miraculous you can see the strong arm of the Lord in what He did because Jesus only did what Father said. He said, there's only 20 documented healings, but yet there were hundreds, probably thousands of manifestations, but there were times that very few people were healed. Why? Because they didn't believe the report. They didn't believe the report. Why people don't receive their healing from God is not because God picks and chooses. Well, you were born over here in this country, and well, I only heal people in America. How stupid is that? Right? Remember, there's only two races of people in the earth, saved and unsaved. And those who are saved, their job is to see everybody else get saved. That's it. Two races of people. That's it. There's different 
backgrounds and cultures and things that we all grow in that are different, but man, we, we need to allow the things that in, in our own lives to complement one another and make each other stronger from where we came from. That's why we got to come together. That's what the church is about. But there's only two races of people. Two. Saved and unsaved, based on what the Word says. But he said he doesn't desire for one person to perish, but everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Man, we got a, we got a, we got a job on our hands. Do you, do, do, do you, if you don't read through the Gospels once a year, you should. You should read through it because those are the writings, they're the writings from men of the ministry and the life of Jesus. And, I mean, it's like they're one place one day, and the next day, here's Jesus, and there's 5,000 people that are gathered around. Why? Because people got healed. See, the manifestations happened. And people came from everywhere. How are we going to win the planet? How are we going to win the planet that the planet believes there's only one God. There's only one Savior, like we're preaching on Sunday morning. There's only one Savior. There's only one God, and it's the God of the Bible. How? By forcing people to believe what we believe? I mean, you know, I've learned a long time ago that those people that come into my, in my life, in my presence, they're not ready for my God. I've seen it many, many times. Many times I won't, people say, well, you know, are you preaching to people out there? No, no, I'm not. I'm loving people. And when you love people, then they're drawn toward the love. But man, when you demonstrate miracles and manifestations of healing in and through your life, man, it, it, it ain't coming because of the love. They, they, they're coming because they want to be healed. And, and, and they're thinking, well, maybe if it happened in and through you, that it can happen for me. We got to believe this stuff. Who, who has believed the report of the Lord? Who's believed this report? Me. I believe I'm healed. Just, just a present example. I mean, I haven't. I, I mentioned it to my wife. I'm not going to go on and on about it. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. You know, but. About 3 o'clock in the morning, a couple weeks ago maybe, wasn't it? I woke up, man, hit with something. Bad symptoms in my body. Um, and I haven't always done this, but that morning I got up and I walked my house for the next hour, declaring what I already say every day when my body feels well. And declaring out of my mouth, speaking to the symptoms, not denying the symptoms. There were real symptoms in my body. I could feel it, and I felt feverish, and I felt stuff and stuff. But by the end of that day, those symptoms were gone. By the end of that day. 
I mean, you know, you hear people anymore. I mean, we, we don't, you know, in the natural, people don't know what you have, right? See, it depends on what year it is, right? In 2020, all of a sudden, miraculously, in, tw- in 2019, 67,000 people died of the flu. In 2020, there was no flu. Wow, miraculously. But there was some COVID funk. And I'm not making light of that. I had family members that passed away as a result of the attacks in their body from this stuff. It doesn't matter what the symptoms are. It doesn't matter. I don't even have to figure out what I got. I know when fevers hit my body, I'm sweating. I know when I feel a certain way, and I'm speaking to those symptoms, letting them know they have no right to remain in my body. Because, because I'm one of the ones in Isaiah 1 who has believed my report. I'm saying me. Can you say amen to that? Who shall believe the report? Because you can't believe the report and stay depressed, stay fearful, stay sick, stay in the symptoms. You, 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 you can't stay there without a fight if you believe the report. And so, all of us have been at places and times when it appeared like it, that it didn't work, but are we going to quit? Are we going to throw in the towel because it seemed like something didn't work? No. I've got work to do in renewing my mind. Remember what we read in 3 John 2? Huh? Beloved, I, I desire above everything. One translation says, I desire above everything that you prosper and be in health as your mind is renewed by the Word of God. So you're thinking the way God thinks. So that I'm one of those who have believed the report, right? And I'm believing today as a a result of believing um, the report that with long life He has satisfied me and showed me my healing, right? Because what is salvation? It's everything. It's not just it's not just that I'm saved from hell. If that's all it was, that'd be enough. But it's so much more. Right? He has shown me my healing. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me my healing. But see, I have to be saying that. And declaring things like that every day because the moment your eyes open in the morning, the enemy is right there to attack you if you don't do something about it. Over time, he gets farther and farther away from you because, you know, after a while he gets, he gets tired of getting hammered by the Word. But He is there the moment your eyes open and in your dreams to those that don't do anything with the Word of God. The entrance of God's Word brings light 
and life. Light and life. The entrance of His Word brings healing and health and wholeness to our bodies. Now, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to tie this up tonight. I'm not going to go any deeper tonight with this. But, but, but I want to leave you with a, a couple of things. I'm going to look at a couple of different translations of those first four verses in Isaiah 53. Um, because you, you know where Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane? And the Bible says that, you know, well, um, let me back up. I believe because Jesus was the perfect example for us, Jesus had to learn everything in progression. That's why I love, that's why I love the, uh, the chosen so much. You know, there's, uh, I notice if you, if you ever read any of the comments of people about certain things from the chosen, there's a lot of there's a kind of like a lot of religious people that get upset because it looks that they accuse Dallas of, of uh, writing things that are not scriptural. Yeah, but, but it doesn't say it's not, it didn't happen like that. It didn't say it did, but it didn't say it didn't. So he, he's giving thoughts and ideas to get you to think about what Jesus really went through and, and what really happened and and. And, and Jesus was, he said, I, I never do anything that, unless what Father tells me to do. So he didn't know everything up front. See, people think he did, but he didn't because he had to be the perfect example for you and I. So he had to learn things the way you and I learn things. And when he was in the garden, it said he began to sweat drops of blood as he began to take on the sicknesses and the sins and the destruction of all of humanity that ever has lived or ever will live. He took it all on himself. I don't know how. My mind goes tilt when I think about that. But the Bible says so, so i got to believe that it's so. Right? But in doing that, in taking it on himself, listen to me, and we're going to get into this in the, in the weeks and months ahead. He died a spiritual death first. He dealt with spiritual attack first. And then it manifested in the physical. But see, because see, when I got born again, my body didn't change a lick. It didn't change a lick. I got, the day I got born again, the next day, my body looked exactly the same. I didn't get born again in the flesh. It was a spiritual born again. Those that are born of the flesh, the, 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 the birth of the flesh is flesh. The birth of the spirit is spirit. He had to die this horrific death so that you and I could be liberated in every area of our lives. Every area. In the third verse of Isaiah 53, I want to read it in the New King James, and then I'm going to read it in the Young's uh, literal translation. Um, In the third verse, it says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of 
sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Verse 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. I want to read those two verses, and I want you to remember the word sorrow and the word grief. And I want to read it in the Young's analytical, literal translation. It says this, verse 3, He is despised and left of men, a man of Is it up there? Oh, it's not up there. Do y'all not, do y'all not have it? It's fine. Just, just listen to what I'm saying. He's despised and left of men. A man of pains and acquainted with sickness. You look, you go and, and you go in, in the Hebrew and like a strong concordance, and you look up those words, the word sorrows and the word grief. And I want to say in the Old Testament alone, the word sorrow and the word grief is mentioned pain and sickness about somewhere between 15 and 20 times in the Old Testament. The sorrows represent the pain that he took on, him, on himself. Any pain you've ever experienced or you ever will experience, he took on himself. So, so what does that mean in regards to pain that you experience? If he took it, I don't have to receive it. But see, you have to go back to what, what, what did I do? You have to go back to what the first question was in Isaiah 1. Remember, this is Isaiah looking ahead at what was going to happen. This is 2,000 years before Jesus came to the earth and did what he did for you and I. Who has believed our report? Jesus said it during his ministry, and the Apostle Paul said it during his ministry. Who has believed our report? Who has faith and is developing faith in their life, learning to walk out what it means to address, to command certain things that they have no right to remain in your physical body? Never denying what it is that's there, but letting what's there and trying to stay, let it know it has no right to remain. We have to be a people that rise up and choose to be one of those who believe the report of the Lord, not the report of circumstances, even the report of doctors or anybody else. We're developing in our life learning to believe what the report of the Lord says, and the report of the Lord is, 
by His stripes, I was healed. Can you say amen? If I was healed, if I was, then I am. If I was healed in what He did, then I am today, even when it doesn't look like it. Did it look like I was two weeks ago in the middle of the night? Absolutely not. There were symptoms in my body. But I didn't accept it as sickness. It was symptoms. I wasn't denying it. I could feel it. It was all over me. But I let it know it had no right to remain in my body. Because when the symptoms hit, my faith level was here because of the work that I do on a day-to-day basis. My faith level was up so that I had the faith to resist what was coming at me. If I don't have it developed, if I'm not developing it on a daily basis, when it comes, then it overtakes. I've been overtaken. I can't tell you how many times I've been overtaken. My faith level was not high. I was tired. I was worn out. I was, I was discouraged maybe or something. And then an attack comes against my body. I needed to find some medicine or whatever to take. Because throwing Scripture that you really don't believe in at symptoms will not change the symptoms. The Word of God doesn't work like a magic show. It's based on what we believe. Remember what Jesus said? They didn't believe. He did mighty miracles and works and certain things, but there were so many that didn't believe. He said, as a result of fulfilling what Isaiah asked, the question he asked, Who shall believe the report of the Lord? Again, I saying, I am. How about you? I'm choosing to believe. By stripes, I'm healed. Can you say amen? But the death he died, he died spiritually first and delivered you and I so that what we experience in the physical realm We're not looking for physical remedies. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's where God is taking the church if the church will go there. Can I be honest with you? I think too many times we spend too much time looking for remedies in the natural when our true victory is in the Spirit. It's in the power of God's Word coming out of my mouth in faith because I believe what I've renewed my mind with. The elder John said... Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions as they're renewed by the Word of God. The old way of thinking done away with, new way of thinking is becoming something that's real. And God's got lots of patience. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't believe and I know God's mad. No, 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 no. God's never mad. God's never been mad a day. He's not mad about anything. He's not mad at you. But you can do whatever you want. You don't want to live this way. You don't want to develop this. You can live however you want to and figure it out on your own. 
He gave you His Spirit and His Word to take up residency on the inside of you and reveal to you what truth is, but you don't have to do it. You don't have to. You can stay with whatever you're going to try to figure out and just spend all your time on natural remedies when the true remedy is in the Word of God, revealed by the Holy Spirit. Um, like, anybody have something, don't tell me what it is, because I'm going to tell you myself. Anybody have something like that, like is trying to ail your body or irritate your body or something feel a certain way, or it's like, you know, daily, you know, you just kind of tolerate it or put up with it. Anybody ever been there? Yeah, right? Everybody. I mean, I mean I, I've, I've got something in my body that is, it's not life-threatening, but it's just irritating, right? And a few months back, the Lord said, well, what are you doing about it? Well, I'm doing this, and I'm this, and then this kind of stretch, and I'm, I'm working on this thing, and, and I'm making... No, no, no. He said, what are you really doing about it? And I thought, you know, I'm really not directing the Word at how I'm feeling. And, and many times, the issue with a lot of people is that if you don't see something leave instantaneous, then it didn't work. But that's not the way it is in the Bible. Yeah, there's instantaneous things. And the more you believe, things come quicker. It's the way it works in the Word. I'm just telling you what God said. I'm not, that's not my idea. If it was my idea, I want everything yesterday. Instant. Drive through. <laughs> we just drive through the port of Cachet. Throw something out here, Pastor. Glory to God, we're healed. No, it don't work that way. <laughs> you and I have to believe. Can you say Amen. There's no drive-through in heaven, and you just kind of ha- halfway. No, no, it's a commitment. But it's a listen. You got the rest of your life to learn how to do that. So it's no hurry. I mean, yeah, hurry. I mean, you know, I mean, do be be committed. Be be consistent. It's your commitment to make the changes in your life. But God's mercy and His grace are there for you when something doesn't work exactly right, so, okay, the pressure isn't on me doing it perfectly. The pressure, if there's any pressure, it's on me just doing it, developing it, learning to think like God thinks, learning to act and operate the way God operates. And when you and I do that, we're on the receiving end. My expectation, and you can join me with this, but in the year coming up and in the years ahead, my expectation is health and healing every person that comes in our presence. Amen. People get well, healed, delivered, because that's what Jesus did for us. Can you say amen to that? He did that for us. In, in that passage I was reading to you, it says, He was acquainted with sickness, and as one hiding the face from us, He is despised and we esteemed Him not. Surely our sicknesses, our sicknesses, not griefs, like we would think of grief, that's part of it, but not just griefs, our sicknesses He hath bore and our pains He hath carried them. 
Well, Pastor, Pastor, I got this pain in my back. Whew. But he carried it. So the deal is we have to learn, okay, so what does that mean with where I'm at? How do I get to where I'm going? And there's only one way. Everybody say one way. There's only one way. To get from where you're at to where the Bible says you can be. And it's with your mouth. Based on what you say every day. What am I doing? Am I developing my daily routine? If you've not taken our class on developing a daily routine, that, that's coming in January when we have the new Connect Group signups. We're going to teach that class again. And I just encourage you to get in it. Because, because, yes. I mean, it is. I'm teaching it, but it's good. Amen? Because it's what God gave me over 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, about how to change the way I think about specific things. Things don't just go away. Okay, just stop thinking it. Hmm? You can't get rid of thoughts with thoughts. You get rid of thoughts with words. But you, your words have to become the Word of God. And the way to develop that, the way to put that thing together is so vital in you and I being delivered. Not, not me carrying the pain. Ugh. Ugh. He carried it. And what does that mean? If he's carrying my pain, what about the pain that I'm carrying? Well, you're not supposed to be carrying that. You're supposed to be casting the care of that and thanking Him and demanding, not demanding God, demanding from His Word, your body, to be well. Speaking to your body. Body, line up. What what, what, what would you speak over in the lower back? Like the, the, um, what's the, vertebrae and the, Lumbar, yeah, but um, what, what, what's the, the sacrum? Sacrum's always got something, some fluid around it. And trying to mess things up with your lower back. Speak to your sacrum. Command that sacrum to be whole and in line and working and operating the way God made that. Do you think God knows how for the sacrum to operate to where your back doesn't hurt? Or whatever it is. One of the good reasons to get a diagnosis about something is so you know what to speak over it. Now, said a bunch about that, and I just want to clarify this. As, as, as I leave you tonight, or as I finish this, and I want to pray for anybody tonight. But always remember this. I, I, I take lots of supplements Okay? I take lots of supplements. There's things that God made and created that are really good for your body. I take lots of supplements on purpose, right? I didn't tell you don't do anything. What God is saying to me is that we, the church, have to be people that look at the spiritual issues as much or more than we look at the natural things. You understand? The Bible says bodily exercise profits a little. So is it good to exercise? He said it is, right? So exercise. 
I exercise every day. Every day I exercise. On purpose, with a vision for long life. I do. But my faith isn't in my exercises. My faith is in God that He healed me and He promised me long life and would reveal to me my health and healing. So, along the way, can other people that have understanding and and wisdom about specific things in the medical field, can they help you with it? Absolutely so. Don't reject anybody. All that God's saying to me is to encourage you that there's more than the natural. And when your faith and trying to do everything in the, in, in the natural and, and, you're, and you're forgetting the spiritual part of it, then you're forgetting where the real healing is. He's the healer, and healing comes from Him and Him alone. All the other things that we take, I mean, stuff that in the natural that you take that are good for your body, those things bring healing to your body, but He created them. Did you hear me? He's trying to get our focus on the fact that what Jesus paid for first and foremost was spiritual, and then it came to the natural. Because the blood he sweat in the garden was what he was realizing he was going to have to do to be separated from God for our deliverance. Man. Separated from God. Three nights and three days in the belly of the earth, separated from God to go and lead those who were in captivity, out of captivity, into captivity, into God. And now, anybody that accepts Jesus in this life, when you step over the other side, you step into that captivity of God. (laughs) I want to be held captive by God. How about you? Amen. I want Him holding me captive. Glory to God. I'm the healed in Christ. You and I are the healed in Christ because of what He did. It says in that last part, and we, we have esteemed Him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. But what He did, He took on Himself for you and me. The sickness, the disease, everything He took on Himself, He did for you and I. So, Every day that you're making declarations and confessions about the fact that you're healed. I'll just give you a half a dozen of them. You know, things that I say every day out of my mouth. God sent His Word and healed me. Amen? God sent His Word and healed me. By the stripes, as we talked about earlier, by the stripes of Jesus, I remind myself of this every single day. By the stripes of Jesus... I was healed. And then I say, because I was healed, I am healed. And I remind myself, because what are you doing? You're changing the way you think. Because in the world and where you've come from, you can only believe something when you see it. Faith in God says, you believe it and then you'll see it. Totally backwards. So you've got to say things like that so that you're thinking the way God thinks and you're receiving everything that God has already done for you. That's what I love about it so much. There's not anything that I face today that Jesus hasn't already been through and now I have to receive that from Him on a day-to-day basis. 
circumstance to circumstance. There's not anything that you're going to face in the future that's bigger than the God that already paid the price for you. So we're living in a win-win situation. doesn't mean that there's not difficult times and things that try to stir us up and make us upset or, or, or concerned or afraid about things like fear comes, but it doesn't have to remain. And you know one of the telltale signs for that? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You, you can't be sad. If you're one that believes the report, that by his stripes you're healed, then how can you be sad? We keep sadness when we're not believing the report, when we're not renewing our minds day to day. I mean, I can get hammered, I can wake up in the morning and be hammered in my head, and I mean, all of a sudden, words come out of my mouth. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God's mercy and His grace, they're new to me every morning. All of a sudden, the entrance of His Word brings life to a situation. If you don't have your mouth filled with the Word of God on a day-to-day basis, putting pressure on the enemy that you're not going to believe things you see in the natural, I'm going to believe what the Word of God says. He's trying to convince you that what you see with these eyes is more real than what he says in here. Not for Burt Wimberley. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. You've got to fight hell for this. But you're fighting hell with the sword of the Spirit, right? You're fighting hell with the Word of God. You're fighting hell with all of heaven backing you up when you believe that all of heaven is backing you. But you still have to fight hell because hell is still working in the earth until the day when he goes in the hole, we put the lid on the top, finished. Coming. It's coming. One of these days. Jesus coming back, the millennial reign, and then bam, he's going to the hole. But you know what? God wants you and I living like he's already in the hole. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.